0: chapter twenty four of from alien to citizen the story of my life in america by edward steiner this librivox recording is in the public domain read by Michelle fry baton rouge louisiana chapter twenty four from alien to citizen some time ago it devolved upon me to guide through a portion of this country a royal commission from germany that came to study some of our social problems and the institutions which have been created to meet them or to solve them what most astonished the members of the commission was the idealistic current of our national life one of them frankly confessed that he had always believed us to be the most materialistic and practical people in the world when we landed in new york he said we spent a sleepless night in one of your gigantic hotels in rooms which faced three busy corners above them high in air were three huge and ingenious electric signs compelling our attention at one corner we saw the face of a woman emerging out of the night winking her right eye as she disappeared and reappeared over the second corner, a large whiskey bottle emptied its flaming contents into a glass, renewing the process every few minutes. The most wonderful sign was that which seemed to completely cover the heavens. It represented a chariot race. Fierce, fiery, tramping steeds were urged on by a reckless driver standing in his chariot but while its wheels moved faster and faster it never reached the goal those three signs appeared to us to represent the american spirit the woman who seemed to rule everything the whiskey which symbolizes your love of pleasure and the horses the rush of trampling trade since that first impression however we have discovered that the unseen and unadvertised forces are stronger here than we believed we have ceased to be startled by your materialistic symbols but each day brings its new surprises in the sphere of ideals Such a judgment, passed by keen students of abnormal social phenomena, was exceedingly gratifying to me, for long ago I realized that fact which was first impressed upon me in the little college town where I discovered the real and the less known America. Founded upon an ideal, the town was put down into a flat, uninviting, uninspiring landscape which offered no commercial advantages whatever it did give brave men a chance to build a community in which to realize their ideals a college through which to propagate them and a church wherein to keep them vitalized by contact with god the three community college and church were so blended that one scarcely knew where one began and the other ended work education and religion were steeped in an atmosphere of prayer while fanaticism narrow-mindedness and hypocrisy if they existed and no doubt they were there never dominated while life may have been sombre the real joys were not crowded out for the college became a noted centre of musical education an art gallery containing a good collection of paintings was developed and last but not least the championship in many forms of athletics has been in the keeping of the institution for many seasons great men lived there unconscious of their greatness achieving far-reaching results in a modest way many had suffered derision and even imprisonment for their convictions and dying asked no other reward than the approval of their conscience and their god that which more than anything else lifted the place in my estimation and inspired my love for it and for the country in which such a community was possible was the fact that here there was no difference of race or of sex that all were god's children with a full chance to prove their worth this was my home for three years as far as their value to my life was concerned they might have been as many decades while many other forces and other people in other places were at work to make and shape my mind and character here i put off much of the old man and put on the new it was a daily conversation a process which i know is never finished and in this process community college and church each had its share it was a busy as well as a self-renewing life for not only did i study theology i taught in the modern language department of the college preached every sunday and did some manual labour such a mixture of occupations not only kept me from becoming one-sided or growing into a pious prig but helped pay my expenses my passion for all sorts and conditions of people was kept alive by the fact that i had to live in close proximity to several negroes who attended the college and seminary one of the brightest students in the academy was a black boy who learned german from me so alarmingly fast that i could scarcely keep up with him the man who knew hebrew most thoroughly and had the hebrew spirit at its best was a young mulatto with whom i frequently talked about the tragedy of race i have never been weaned from this sense of kinship with all men and for this gift i thank god more than for any other that he has given me it would be futile to try to tell of the many jubilant notes which my seminary experiences brought into the hitherto minor chords of my life in america one epoch-making event however i must record during that period i became an american citizen on a certain never-to-be-forgotten day i walked to the county seat about seven miles away to get my papers what seemed to me should be a sacred rite proved to be an uninspiring performance i entered a dingy office where a commonplace man chewing tobacco mumbled an oath which i repeated then he handed me a document for which i paid two dollars when i held the long-coveted paper in my hand the inspiring moment came but it transpired in my own soul "'Fellow citizen with the saints, fellow citizen with the saints,' I repeated it many times, all to myself. I scarcely noticed the straight, monotonous seven miles back. I was traveling a much longer road. I was reviewing my whole life. Far away across the ocean I saw the little village in the Carpathian Mountains with its conglomerate of warring races among which I lived a despised Jew boy. Loving them all, I was hated by all.' I heard the flogging of the poor Slovak peasants, the agonized cries of Jewish men and women incarcerated in their homes, while these same peasants, inflamed by alcohol but still more by prejudice, were breaking windows and burning down houses. I saw myself growing into boyhood, more and more separated from my playmates, until I lived, a youth without friends, growing into a man without a country." again i felt the desolation of that voyage on the sea relived the sweatshop experience in new york the hard labor in mill and mine tramped across the plains and suffered anew all the agonies of the homeless hungry days in chicago then came the time when faith began to grow and the christ became real the reaction from the rigid theology and a distasteful dogmatic atmosphere after that once more a stranger in a strange but holy place and then a fellow-citizen with the saints fellow-citizen with the saints it is no wonder that strangers like myself love this country and love it perhaps as the native never can frequently i have wished for the careless american citizen who holds his franchise cheap an experience like my own that he might know the value of a freeman's birthright it would be a glorious experience i am sure to feel that transition from subject to citizen from scarcely being permitted to say i to those great collective words we fellow-citizen if i have preached this doctrine of fellowship in a hundred variations from one end of the country to the other and i have done it almost with a fanatic's zeal those who have read the story of my life will understand the reason i have preached this doctrine with a passion not only because america gave me the chance to achieve certain things or because it has granted me certain rights and privileges but because this country ought to be able to keep itself young and virile and vital enough to bestow these blessings upon all who crowd our shores filling our cities and entering daily into our inner life a hard and an almost impossible task it is unless we can bring our idealistic forces to bear upon these uniformed and rude elements which come to spy out the land more and more i realize that the right of citizenship has been too easily given because it is too lightly held that the time must come when home-born and strangers shall learn to realize that it is not only a gift but a privilege which must be earned and whose right to hold must be proved by him who holds it the community the church the schools and the other new articulated ideals which are being born in these better days must become so aggressive and so vital that even these unlettered folk shall know that the three electric signs on broadway are not the symbols which dominate our life they must learn that outside this illumined triangle in which the great tragedies of life take place there is a vast unlimited field over which broods the spirit of a noble idealism the spirit of america it is a cause for sincere gratitude that we are becoming more and more conscious of the power of ideals in our national life and that these ideals bid fair to conquer another great day came for me when i graduated from the seminary I remember everything connected with that momentous exercise. The baccalaureate sermon was preached by the professor of Hebrew, who had in the meanwhile become president of the college. The text was, quote, For unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, was this grace given to preach the gospel. End quote. It was a call to a humble spirit, a courageous and sincere pride in the vocation upon which we were entering. It fitted into my mood, for I did feel the sense of humility and gratitude. I did appreciate the high privilege which awaited me. The theme of my address on commencement day was The Old Prophets and the New Problems i have always been rather prodigal of what i have written and that paper long ago disappeared but its spirit has remained with me i have never outgrown the theme even as perhaps i have never attained the ideal i held out at last the exercises were concluded and i received my diploma the tender words spoken as it was given to me i also have not forgotten the mere bowing of the head that conventional form by which we expressed our thanks seemed to me most inadequate had we been in a different environment or at least in one where emotions were not held in check i would have kissed the hand which bestowed it upon me life was all joy that morning it was a magnificent may day the eleventh of that superb month the town was at its best buried in blossom-crowned trees and carpeted in flowers it was a glad day and yet a sad one three sheltered glorious years were at an end years in which everything was given me freely as god gives freely i had come a stranger into a strange place in a strange country now i had friends dear and loyal friends the unsettled unformed and undirected life was shaped for service the class in which i graduated was typical of the product of the institution it was made up of a mixture of races and nationalities a number of them went into the foreign field as missionaries and one died a martyr's death in china during the boxer uprising of nineteen hundred a close personal friend whose zeal and courage i always envied has been one of the moulding forces of the unfortunate balkan states most of the class have done a valuable if sometimes humble service in country and town carrying wherever they went the idealism they had absorbed some of them have achieved conspicuous success none of them left oberlin the school of the prophets with profounder gratitude than i while i left there with a sense of regret i went out with joy for i was leaving it quote no more stranger but fellow citizen with the saints End of chapter 24